Uh, but we are thrilled and delighted to welcome into the program who laced it up 185 times for the Wellington Phoenix in quite a career. Of course, former all-white defender. Everybody's favourite central defender. It's Mr Ben Sigmund as the Wellington Phoenix are flying in the A-League. How are you, Ben? Very well, thank you. Thanks for the intro too, mate. That's awesome. Well, I've got to get you back somehow, don't I? You're a hard man to pin down, mate. <laughs> you, you've been living the life of Riley. How's your summer been? Let's talk the important things. You know, how much holiday with the good. family? How many recreational activities have you got up to? Yeah, no, no, it's been a good good little break. It's gone very, very fast, and kids are all back at school this week. That was probably the biggest relief, but, you know, we had a lovely <laughs> holiday. Plenty of boating and fishing. Do you celebrate kids going back to school like you, you would rising at the back post and not home in, in front of a passionate crowd at Christchurch? Yeah, it's probably my biggest highlight. <laughs> 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 no, it's after six weeks, everyone knows, come on, I reckon like every parent is just like counting the days down, so um, hopefully I'm in the same boat as everyone else. <laughs> like like you're a mob hitman driving the car up, opening the door, chucking the kids out, see ya, I'm off, yeah, I am off. How pleasantly surprising. We do love them. Yeah, we we do love them. We do love them. And this is going to sound wildly patronising here, but how pleasantly surprised have you been by the Wellington Phoenix? I don't know what your expectations were. Mine were not they're going to be top of the league this far in. Yeah, I I, I, I have to agree with you. You know, I was thinking, you know, where's it going to come from? How are they going to do better than they did last year? And then you're watching every game and you, you just keep thinking, they look solid, strong, hard to beat, and then they also win on top of that, you know. So they're doing everything right at the moment, and you know, as I've just just said, they they look like a good team. They look strong. They look really hard to beat, and then they they're scoring goals at the other end as well. And then you factor in Oscar Zavada's only played seven games. Like if you then told me that prior to the season, I was saying there's even less chance. Of them, you know, climbing the ladder, but but somehow they've been able to to replace him. Even though he has returned five goals in those seven games, he's still been really important. Yeah, like you know, everyone's probably spoken about it. Costa Costa has really stepped up, and he looks like a leader. Um, he looks like he's enjoying it, and you know, for him to score those goals while Oscar was away, it's you know that's that's kind of kept them in it, really. Not saying that anyone else isn't doing a great job, but, you know, Costa was a bit of a standout for that last sort of four or five weeks, and now Oscar's back. You know, hopefully together they can keep creating and actually keep scoring, I suppose, is the main aim of the game. Well, you'll remember playing with the young Costa, now 33 years of age. You know, how impressive has his A-league career been? You know, if you could put it in terms to... To, to our listeners out there, of what he's achieved, you know, dating back to two thousand, the season two thousand seven and eight. Yeah, I remember when he left, and he went to a Brisbane Raw under, I think it was under Ange, and he it took was. a bunch of yeah, he took a bunch of younger players from all around the A League that were all struggling to play, and we all, I'll be honest, we all laughed. We were like, mate, this guy is just like just he's dreaming and we even played them in a pre-season game and they were awful and what he did to turn them around he obviously had a system and the way he wanted to play but he turned a a team of average players into uh, you know premiership winners and Costa was part of that but you actually then look at Costa where he's been and what teams he's been in and how many A-League titles he has won 
he would probably be up there with one of the best New Zealanders um, to win as many titles in the A-League, I would think, by probably a, a long shot. So his career has been awesome throughout the A-League, um, but also I, I feel like he's just kicked into another gear and playing very, very well, um, not just scoring goals, but his work rate is exceptional when you watch him outside of or or when he doesn't have the ball, you know, his work rate defensively is outstanding. And of course, he only returned to the Wellington Phoenix after you retired because he was sick of you kicking him in training. Something, uh, something <laughs> off the elk. But, but, but how much is it? How how much do you think it could be about player manager relationship here? Because because any time I hear Costa talk, he, he's always referencing the coaches backing me. The coaches backing me. It wasn't as if the previous coach wasn't backing him, but but it really does seem that. The coach is firmly in his corner, and even mm. even at thirty three years of age, that's important to get some sort of you know backing. Yeah, and you'd probably talk to any player, any player that feels loved, valued, cared for. Like I think it's a huge thing, and it's probably something that coaches, all coaches, should probably take a you know a leaf out of the book. Really, is that the more you give the caring factor to any player, the more they give you and the more they'll provide on the field for you. So, you know, if Costa's feeling that, I know he's a confidence player and, you know, he needs to be showing love and, you know, if he's getting that, then he'll perform, which obviously is happening. So, you know, maybe there's also a, an element of, you know, he's getting towards the end of his career and he's kind of been there and done it and he's like, we've well, got nothing to lose. Why not keep enjoying it and just make it fun? So... Sometimes, you know, you get towards the end of your career and you think, oh, well, everything's been achieved. I've done everything. Let's just go out and enjoy it and make the most of it. Sometimes the pressure comes off, you know, as you're, as you're starting to, I'm not saying he's phasing out, but, you know, he's getting towards the end of his career anyway. Mm. Uh, and, and then you hear uh, Oscar Zavada suggest that he might be open to returning to Wellington beyond the current contract. That's a great sign of, of how, how things are going because, it just seemed like to me, considering the form he's shown in the A-League, that this was a stepping stone, that, that Europe he would head back to. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I, I think he's enjoyed New Zealand. You know, all the foreigners, from what I can see, have really enjoyed their time in Wellington. And, you know, clearly there must be, you know, a good team morale. And, you know, New Zealand's a great place to be and live. And, you know, compared to some countries, you know, you're pretty, pretty lucky to be playing professional sport in New Zealand in a you know beautiful country so sometimes it's I think a good player or a smart player sometimes shouldn't always look at how much money they're going to get paid it's about happiness it's about enjoyment it's about family you know all those things I think but it gets overlooked sometimes and it always becomes the you know how much you're going to pay me is where I'm going to go and Certainly from my point of view, I never looked at it like that. It was always about, you know, what I can achieve in New Zealand and what can we do for New Zealand football and all those things. So, you know, if you look at it differently, which he might be, you know, Wellington's probably good for him. Sam Sutton is out. Ankle injury. He joins suspended captain Alex Ruford, Tim Payne on the sidelines for the game tonight against Brisbane Raw. Payne, and Alex Ruffer, what a fixture. What a story. A guy had to wait what, four or five years really to become a fixture of the side and now it's just omnipresent in the middle of the park and adding goals too, Ben. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he might catch me soon. I think i got seven, so he's probably not far off that. But uh, I, I just think Alex has matured. I think, man, he just looks so solid in the back. Yeah. Technically 
he's great on the ball and he's leading the team very, very well and he's I just think he's just the full package and you know, I've always loved him and had a really close relationship with Alex and to see where he's come from and to where he is now, you know, like he was almost ready to terminate his contract, you know, with the Phoenix and almost go and try somewhere else or just about didn't have a contract to go to. So for him to look back now and probably where he sits, I think he should be very, very proud. And uh, I know his dad, Shane, will be very proud and his mum, um, but he should be very proud of himself and so should we because he, he's come a long way and, you know, I just I kind of look at him and I'm going, mate, like, I hate saying it, but like he's having his best year by far. Not that he was ever bad last year, but like he's just taken it to another level, which is great to see. He's really matured and, and the passion. He's sort of the pulse of that club at the moment, the way he sort of, you know, connects with, you know, his teammates and the fans, the passion is so palpable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. And and I've always sort of, you know, that's probably one thing that I wanted to leave in that club was, you know, that fans are important, that, you know, engaging with the media is important. You know, it's not just being a footballer. And I think Alex is really bringing that now with that maturity around he's the full package, you know, rather than, you know, a lot of players will just be like, oh, well, my job is just to play football. Well, there's a lot that goes outside of football to, to be a great player or a great man, and I, and I see that in Alex now, and I'm very, very proud of him. A couple more before I let you go. I know you've got a really busy day ahead, Siggy, um, but Brisbane tonight, Brisbane's had an odd season. Uh, I think they're on to their third coach this season. Ross Aloisi went off to China to become an assistant. Uh, assistant. Um, I think their um, most recent managers, uh, only only the last day or two, has asked for medical leave. So the game's there for the taking. Um, but the defensive solidity for which it's all built on, come on, that's your wheelhouse. Why are they so good defensively <laughs> this year? Yeah, they, they sort of, I guess they the Phoenix have been very happy to, I guess, sit back and... Like let play let teams come at them, but they look really really solid in their systems and formation, and they look comfortable. They don't look like they're panicking under pressure, even though they let you know they do. They are under pressure a lot because they're quite a defensively minded team. So I guess organisation, system structures, understanding each other, that all helps when you're out there um, on the battlefield. And you know, I, I you know I hope they don't miss Alex too much in that sort of centre midfield tonight because he is that rock, you know, but hopefully the team's strong enough to be able to deal with that. I see uh, Marco Rojas has just signed with Brisbane Roar and I think he's available tonight. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes and if he plays tonight against the Phoenix. And, you know, they I, I read that they call him the Kiwi Messi. So, you know, if he does get on or plays, you know, I guess they'll need to be a bit, 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 bit careful with him. And um, if they do that, then, you know, I'm sure they'll be fine tonight. Just hurriedly checking the draw to see if he plays back in Wellington. Wellington Phoenix fans love it when Marco Rojas visits, uh, don't they? Uh, ben, the Wellington Phoenix women's game has been moved because of heat. Extreme heat. Like, I, now they have these systems in place to move games. They didn't. Like, how, how bad does it get sometimes playing in Australia from what, what you encountered? Because you guys went through some shocking conditions before they actually realised oh, we might be harming these players. You know, the challenges of playing yeah. in that extreme heat in Australia, I think we in New Zealand don't really spend a lot of time thinking about. Please give us some more stories. 
Yeah, it, it, like it's a great, you know, something to be really wary of, and you, you actually forget about it when you're watching it on TV because you, you, you're obviously not in that heat. But I remember playing in Newcastle, in Newcastle, and it was like 42 degrees all day, and then we kicked off, and I think it was just below 40 degrees, so you know, 39 degrees. The apparently the machine that they use it's based on heat and moisture and all this you know they've got this theory how it all works and it had broken and so um, you know we played in 39 degree heat and I swear to God it was like torture and I remember getting out and being in at half time just about crying saying like how am I going to do another 45 minutes. Um, you know, Paul Eiffel scored a goal and we won one now. I don't know how, but it was torture. It is awful. So it is, it's, it's another factor that you've really got to think about because it is hard, hard work on the body. Well, it wouldn't have been due to Paul Eiffel's tracking back in 39 degrees that you won the game. No, it was definitely Chris Greenacre's tracking that he did for Paul Eiffel to score the goals. But you were literally in tears at half time. You were like, I, I can't do this. Oh, honestly, like, I had a towel over my head and I just was thinking to myself, the coach was talking, I wasn't even listening. And I, <laughs> But all that was going through my head was, how do I get through another 45 minutes? You almost think, I don't even care what the score is. I just want this over with. I want to live. I just don't want to <laughs> die out on the field in the CNRs. You know what, Ben? I can understand. I can understand that. It's only a game at the end of the day, Ziggy. Yeah, I remember there was someone wrote an article and they said you wouldn't even let your dog go out in that heat, let alone make those guys play on the field. You know, that's like I remember reading that in an article. <laughs> All right, Rover. Lovely to chat to you, my friend. Uh, thank you. Uh, hopefully, we can do it again before the season is over. And now, uh, hopefully, uh, the Phoenix men can maintain this uh, this fine pace they're going at. Appreciate it, Siggy. Go well. No worries. Thanks very much.